Hey guys, welcome back to Contest Prep University. I'm Joe Klimzeski with Adam Atkinson, episode four in our series on flexible dieting within Contest Prep. And as I mentioned, we're going to talk about total daily energy expenditure, calorie output due to cardio. So we've talked about the flexibility that you may have with calories, with the different macronutrients. Now, just based on the, the old supposition that we hear from clients all the time, like, man, hey coach, if I overeat, I'll just do five extra minutes of cardio. I'll do something else. I'll make up for it. A lot of times clients don't even tell us that, like they think they can kind of clean up their own little mess by doing that and everything will be fine. And that's really a symptom that things are probably going pretty far out of bounds. If you constantly feel like you have to do that, you could almost create this, um, you know, cardio or exercise bulimia, where you feel like you're paying for extra food with extra exercise, increasing hunger and making it worse. So, um, you, you, every client you have, Adam, you have to decide how much food versus how much expenditure intake versus expenditure. And so how do you make those decisions on how much cardio versus, you know, how much food can I take in or out of the diet? I usually won't change both at the same time. So I can kind of watch how, you know, how does a cardio increase affect a client? And, you know, do I see something rewarding from that or not? Uh, if I don't, they might not be pushing hard enough. And when we have that conversation, I, I usually don't. Most of my clients are really good about that. But, you know, something needs to be investigated if we're doing more cardio and we're not losing. And they may hate it. So they may have done just as much cardio, but less intensity or maybe just about the same. Uh I, some of my best people for cardio are people who do marathon trainings. They can usually reach a really high level of food intake one because the expenditure is so high, but when you're doing intervals and things of that nature, they're actually timed and you're running for performance. It makes a big difference versus just having to get it done essentially. So I find those really high level um, endurance athletes lose weight very quickly when they run. They're typically more ectomorphic too. But I do think it's one of those things where I try in the beginning not to just do a cardio and a macro move. I'll usually move one at a time until I get a good feel for what a client is uh, capable of. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I remember we talked about in a recent series is the metabolism in general your basal metabolic rate, like that's a certain amount that you're going to lose just because you're alive and functioning. That doesn't change much. It's, it's actually the majority of your energy output, but it doesn't change much. Then you have your NEAT that everybody loves to talk about. It's just so sexy right now to talk about non-exercise activity thermogenesis. So let's, let's count steps. Let's do all this stuff. But that, even though it's, it's effective, you know, that's only a certain amount, the smallest amount but with the greatest impact is exercise induced thermogenesis as to what you're saying, Adam, which is intensity. If I'm burning 200 calories, cause I'm just doing a couple sets and resting, doing a set resting versus just busting it. And especially with cardio, you know, if I'm just, just toddling along, you know, with my heart rate at 90 on a bike versus closed kinetic chain heart rates at 160, you get so much more output, so much more, um, um, adrenaline and epinephrine, you know, release and, and those catecholamine hormones that really drive fat loss from a, a beta agonist perspective. And you just can't replace that with, with dropping calories too low. So I also like to get 
cardio up to an efficient level. We don't need to do hours a day, but a couple times a week, let's do some pretty aggressive cardio. Let's get some baseline low intensity stuff in there. So it's just, you know, a couple hundred calories a day. We just can rely on getting rid of. But once you have those, those kind of high intensity and low intensity set in place, you, you certainly don't want to keep going up, which was your major point. And so it's like, how much can you deviate from there? Since I like to get people up to a really good level, you know, there's just not that much. And then it's, it's manipulating more of the, the calorie side. I found myself as I've gotten further into my career, giving people more cardio up front before taking food away. Just statistically, it could just be the average of clients I've worked with, but it does seem when they're a little bit better fed to, you know, have the cardio a little bit higher at that point in time where in the past I used to make cardio kind of the last resort I had in my mind that that was like uh, passing your exit and going two exits away, turning around and then getting on the highway. So I, I really have changed my mind on that over experience over the years. You explained that really well. Well, again, not ironically, that's going to be our fifth episode. So uh, I, I love the fact that this conversation just kind of flows into the next thing. And so we're going to talk about um, different phases of dieting and how to approach that. So when to add a little of this or cut this away and how to, to really look at those things. So stay with us, guys. We'll wrap this up in episode five. We'll see you next time in Contest Prep University.